Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen, or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The Wellness Breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the Wellness Guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the Country Place. Ten acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17th to 19th. It's each and every single one of you are going to support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine-chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Christoph, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damien Christoph. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness to our lives. Damien, I think it's like three weeks in a row that we're missing Brett. Brett's missing in action. Maybe it's because of the topic we're talking about today. Maybe. <laughs> I thought he would be here. I thought he'd be, I thought he'd be a sure starter for this one. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I really did. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. And uh, we'll, we'll, we can actually definitely take a piss out of him because he's not here, but that's his fault. But, you know, I want to, you know, sort of, we, we, I don't know how many weeks ago now, with, um, we, recently we did an episode for the very first time in five and a half years uh, on the topic of sex and, and wellness. And we never touched that topic for whatever reason, and we will touch upon that maybe today. But um, in today's topic, we thought, you know what? We got such great feedback from that last uh, interview that we thought we'll bring yeah. in someone else uh, today to talk about sex, really. So we actually have Jackie yeah. Oliver, uh, known as the technique modifier at the end of the problem. Mm. Uh, helps males and, males and females understand the order in which their emotional and sexual programs must work. A leading sex expert and international recognized global leader and expert in the switching technique for sex. Jackie, welcome to the Wellness Guy Show. Thank you. Great to be here. Well, Jackie, I got to ask, um, you know, for, I had to preframe that just to make sure anybody who's listening to this podcast and has got little kids that may, may not want them to have that conversation with them just yet, uh, you have this, you know, our permission to kind of put pause and listen to this later. But I think one of those things that we talked about this in the last episode uh, with, uh, with our um, sex expert and uh, in the previous episode was that sex was such a taboo topic and something that we don't tend to talk about in our, you know, at least in the Western society, you know, why is it that is such a, a topic that we kind of, we know it's imp- such an important topic, but yet we kind of afraid, afraid by not discussing it with in, in public. I think that, Lawrence, so many men and women suffer from sexual malfunction problems such as premature ejaculation, erectile dysfunction, or being unable to achieve orgasm 
they feel sexually deficient and therefore it makes it more challenging to approach the subject of sex. And this can relate to the fact that we're not actually taught a proper sex education anywhere in our life. We're taught how to eat off a spoon and we receive a huge amount of instruction and guidance for that. We're taught how to drive a car. Again, if we don't have a good procedure, we're going to crash. And But when it comes to sex, we're not taught how to. We're not taught the actual mechanics required for a male to get an erection and then keep the erection and then be in control of ejaculation so it doesn't happen before him and his partner are ready for it. But also for a female, a female isn't taught how to get turned on, how to stay turned on and how to orgasm whenever she wants to. So we we don't actually have a procedure in our brain for how their sex programs need to work. It is interesting though, eh, Damien. I mean, imagine like you, I don't, my kids are, 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 you know, five and eight, so they're quite young, um, still. But Damien, you, you know, you would have Jackson who may or may not have that conversation because that's what we're talking about here, Jackie, is that one of the things that we, we as, um, humans typically learn, um, sex education or what we thought that we we're going to learn it from usually our friends or what we, you know, whatever they tell us, which they're usually inexperienced anyways. And we expect that our parents are supposed to have that conversation, but which it's always an awkward conversation. David, did you, have you, I don't know, I'll put this on, put you on the spot here, but have you had that conversation? No, no, I haven't had the conversation and I haven't done any education around this sort of thing. Like I think for all boys, and I agree with you, Jackie, all boys, um, through to when they become a man, uh, tend to find some form of education um, in images or videos or whatever else that their friends have shown them or they might have seen these days. They can see it on YouTube or whatever else. They, you could almost just turn it on to Channel 7 or Channel 10 over here and just watch um, a little bit of something um, and try and learn a little bit of whatever's supposed to happen. But it's so it's so built up and there's so much expectation around it that um, for many people, there's so many nerves around it um, that just overwhelms them. They can't, you know, then eventually have a satisfying sex life because their learning, their education is, you're right, so flawed. So where where do you start with this sort of thing, Jackie? Because, you know, I, I do have a 16-year-old son and he's going to want to know more things about it. I prefer that he doesn't go to, you know, any of the internet porn sites to learn because I, I don't feel that that's real. Um, and and I, I don't think it fairly represents what's supposed to happen in a sexual encounter. So where right. should somebody start with all of this? Well, for a start, because you're not an expert, well, I assume you're not an expert. Well, you know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that. So if you're not an expert on the procedure that your brain needs to specifically understand the mechanics behind getting an erection, keeping an erection, how to focus on your partner in such a way that you are able to get hard, that you are able to stay hard instead of, for example, losing your erection during foreplay, which is just caused most of the time by putting too much focus on your attention of giving foreplay. Uh, sorry, that was a Skype call that just came through then. Can we just take a moment for me to pause my, uh, my online status? 
Well, you know, while you do that, uh, I think, you know, Damien and I, uh, you know, we were talking about this earlier before, and I think one of the key things with regards to um, sex, uh, you know, talking about sex is that that challenge of people um, having the difficulty actually having this open conversation in public. And I think this is why yeah. this is in this per- perfect medium in a podcast, it allows that opportunity for people to listen and, and not be embarrassed about it. But I think that's the challenge, isn't it? And Jackie, you were just talking about just before we got on the show is that there's a massive difference in terms of how women communicate their problems about their sexual problems um, and also how men communicate their sexual problem if they ever do that at all. Um, could you talk about and address it from that point of view? All right. Can you just clarify that question for me? I just had a slight drop in the internet connection there. No, that's fine. So about the difference between how men and women communicate the problems? Yeah, yeah that's right. Because, I mean, oftentimes in public, we don't talk about sex um, in, in, to our friends or to, to each other. And so we actually have to seek, you know, private consultations and, and you know, or some sort of, uh, of you know, some, some more help if you actually had issues. But men and women obviously communicate differently. And so could you talk about the difference on how women typically address um, their sexual problems or issues with sex and how men address their issues with regarding, regarding sex? Well, for let's start with the men because men generally don't like to admit to having these problems. Mm-hmm. And I've had so many clients who found my website two years ago and it's taken them two years to book a session with me and then we we solve the problem within an hour and a half to two hours. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I wish that I had had the courage to follow through with that session. I just saved that web page and I waited and I waited and I waited. And now I feel like an idiot for having waited that long. Whereas a woman has a tendency to not so much feel the need to solve a problem by herself. She is more inclined to talk to her friends about it, ask her friends, ask for a referral, try and figure out what's going on. Now, back in the day when I myself was suffering from these problems, I didn't know that there were answers. I would rely on magazines and articles and just trying to find the answer. And every now and then someone would write something new in a magazine. I think, yes, that's the answer. And I'd try it out with my partner in bed and it wouldn't happen or it might be a little bit better but then not work. So a lot of people give up because they've tried, they've gone to a urologist, they've gone to sex therapist, they've gone to their doctor, they've tried diet, they've tried exercise, they've tried different positions, they've tried everything that they are told will make a difference. And it doesn't because you're not addressing the core issue that if you're not giving your brain the right signals, then your brain has no idea of what you want. So, for instance, if a male's having a problem getting an erection, if he's looking at his member saying, come on, get hard, come on, get hard, it's not going to get hard because it's not a signal that his brain understands. Whereas if... Whereas if he had been focusing on sexually arousing thoughts, sexually arousing feelings and sexually arousing actions, his brain relates that type of sexual focus to the erection program. But then if he doesn't interrupt that sexual focus with a different kind of focus on his partner, and this is where his partner becomes an important focal point, 
And if he continues on with those sexually arousing thoughts, feelings, and actions, the next related program is the ejaculation program, which completes within a minute. So this is how men tend to catapult from erectile dysfunction, not being able to get hard enough, to not being able to stay hard, to not being able to control when he ejaculates. And a very similar procedure takes place for a woman. Women are often distracted about what they what tasks they need to complete, what's taking place tomorrow, what they need to remember to buy in the shopping, wondering whether or not their partner thinks they're fat, which are the crazy things that go on in the female brain. And so all of these things aren't sexually related. So the brain determines that, for example, the orgasm program isn't required. So while all that's happening, you can actually completely transform your sex life in an instant if you are suffering from any of these problems by simply learning how to give your brain the right signals. You know, Jackie, it's great um, to be able to hear that because oftentimes there's shame associated with with talking about it and thinking that you actually have a problem per se. And, and you know, it's glad that you can actually been able to entice you know, certain people to and create a, a forum to allow people to, to, you know, have a discussion. And, you know, you've actually been able so powerful that you actually entice Brett to come and on this back on the show now to actually to um, to talk about his issues. The, <laughs> so Brett, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on board. I was—I uh, just got home, and Damien said, "Brett, I think this is a topic you need to be on, so you better get on." And uh, and I didn't know what it was about, but uh, thanks, Damo. Appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome, mate. I'm always looking out for you. You were telling me about the best 30 seconds of your life just the other day, so I thought that this would be perfect. <laughs> oh, you're going to be starting all sorts of rumors now, Damo. But Jackie, I'm really curious. Um, you know, when we talk about this topic, um, you know, often, as you said before, there, there can be a lot of blame, and and a lot of times, I think people aren't sure what the cause of the problem is. So, you know, you were talking just then talking about, I guess, some more of the mental aspects of it, about what you're thinking about and what's distracting you and those sort of things. But I guess, you know, is there also a component of it that's perhaps genetic, that everyone's just a little bit different? Um, And is there also a component of it that's related to lifestyle in terms of, you know, how fit you are, how healthy you are, how healthy your heart is, your blood flow, all those sort of things? And, And I guess how much, you know, are each of those factors contributing to the issues that we're seeing? Okay, well, let's start with one at a time, and I may have to get you to repeat one of those things. And this is because of the switching which occurs between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Let me just take a moment to explain that. When I'm thinking of a question that you're asking me to answer, and so I start thinking about the answer to that question, and then you're asking another question. I'm like, hang on, I'm trying to shelve the answer to that first question while I try and remember the second question. And this is really interesting because it's what happens during sex. So when a person has any of these problems, they are constantly analyzing what they're doing, what they're supposed to be doing, this technique that they've learned online over there or that technique that a sex therapist suggested to them. And so while they're trying to remember these things, they're actually not giving any signals to their brain or the signals that they are giving are completely confusing to the brain. Now, I've remembered one of the questions about health and lifestyle Obviously, that's really important because what you eat and 
specific lifestyle choices can affect your health. They can affect your ability to think clearly. So if you're eating a lot of uh, wheat, sugar, dairy and preservatives, then these foods tend to uh, can cause inflammation, can cause lack of focus, can cause brain fog. And during sex, while people like to think that they're not actually thinking about what they're doing, they are. It's just that they're switching between the thought and the action, the thought and the action, the thought and the action so quickly that they're barely aware that they're doing that. But with certain foods and they affect your ability to think clearly, when you can't think clearly and you have one of these sexual problems, then your mind, your thoughts start conflicting. And as I said before, as soon as you start having conflicting thoughts, you're confusing your brain and whatever happens next is anybody's guess, depending on what you're focusing on. So I recommend to clients, it's not so much about what you're eating, it's about eliminating these foods which are causing the problem. Also, when it comes to sexual fitness, there you need to specifically strengthen your sexual muscles. And these are your pelvic floor muscles. I have the best exercise for sex on my website. And what this exercise does is it strengthens and tones the muscles which support the vagina, the muscles which support the penis. And as you strengthen these muscles, for a male, it can improve his quality of erection. And for a female, it can increase her orgasm intensity. Now, if you think about, like, as chiropractors, you guys know that you need to uh, approach health from a multifaceted approach. And so if, for example, a male presents with a erectile dysfunction problem, yes, I'll look at his age and I'll look at his lifestyle. I can make uh, recommendations there, which I do. But I also say to him, it's like you can do PC muscle strengthening exercises until the cows come home and you can still have an ED problem because you're not addressing the cause of the problem, which is incorrect focus, so the wrong thought and action sequence. But in alignment with that, if a male's 60 years old, then he needs to strengthen the muscles which support his penis. Otherwise, it's going to take so much more effort with sexually arousing thoughts, feelings, and actions for him to get the erection because the structural platform is weak. So he needs to do the penis strengthening exercise. He needs to, as much as he can, just clean up his diet because that can affect blood flow, which then affects a man's ability to get the erection. But if you think I've had clients that have had such low levels of testosterone, technically they shouldn't be able to get an erection. But when they apply the correct thought and action sequence, their brain needs to trigger the erection, they're able to become erect. They're able to stay erect and then able to ejaculate when they want to. 
but that strengthening exercise is so important. Uh, you've all heard of that term, use it or lose it, right? Yeah. Well, if you well, think I have. Of, let me give you an example since we have possibly got some younger viewers here, like um, I'm talking about early teens, and perhaps you can relate. When you're a te- when a male is a teenager, he's absolutely fascinated by his penis. I, he'll hang a tea towel off it. He'll do the equivalent of push-ups with his penis and just be completely fascinated by it. So does, that doesn't this- stop though, does it? Like, <laughs> so, I know Lawrence is forty. He told me, you know. Up until he's about 20, he'll continue on with these actions and he's actually really strengthening his penis and and providing a sound structural foundation for sex. But then once a male gets to about the age of 20, he starts becoming more focused on building his fortune, on uh, preparing for a relationship, preparing for a family. And so he tends to look on those uh, penis push-ups as... Uh, boyish type fun and exercise that he doesn't have time for anymore. And yet, if you think of, would you say that a healthy sex life is intercourse three to four times a week for most people? Yeah, I would have thought so, yeah. Right, okay, so and that might last for 10, 20, 30 minutes or five or less. And yet, if you only exercised your legs three or four times a week for five to 20, 30 minutes, how much muscle strength would you lose over a period of several years? Yeah, quite a bit. Quite a bit. I think this is something that we see, and this kind of leads into another part of sex um, and the relationship that people have with sex is the libido thing. And uh, libidos at some point appear in many relationships, and we hear this a lot. You know, um, we hear just through, you know, social circles that women's libidos seem to drop faster than men's libidos. But what I find fascinating is that the drop in the women's libido is then eventually matched by the drop in the man's libido. And then all of a sudden there's a whole massive issue with sex. And, and so, you know, in seeing many patients over the last 20 years that have mentioned that that very same sort of scenario, women say, Oh, my husband doesn't want me anymore. Um, But men have been saying for many years, I don't get enough sex. Where, how does that all begin? And how do you stop that? Sometimes it can be, something as simple as the male giving his partner foreplay, he puts too much of his his attention on her and the physical actions of giving her foreplay to make it amazing for her. So then he's not giving enough arousing signals to his brain and he loses his erection. Now that starts off a chain of reactions. She then looks at his uh, flaccid member and thinks, oh, He's not interested in me. He's not attracted to me anymore. What if he's having an affair? And her libido starts switching off. Now, on another angle, there are so many of these, of men and women who suffer from sexual problems. So if you look at the statistics, 30% of men suffer from premature ejaculation. 40% of men over 40 suffer from erectile dysfunction and uh, I treat men as young as 18 with these problems 
80% of women find it challenging to orgasm during intercourse, and 20% of women can't orgasm at all. Now, one thing that I know from my own experience, if you're not experiencing a satisfying sex life, then your libido switches off. And it doesn't matter whose libido switches off first, whether it's the male or the female, it will eventually affect the other person's libido. So for a woman, her libido may switch off because either she can't orgasm or her partner has a premature ejaculation problem or her partner has a weak erection problem or he's worried about either of those problems. So he avoids having sex and many men with sexual problems tend to masturbate to porn instead of having sex intercourse with their partner. So in case they fail, it's it's only affecting him. And so it's not affecting her. So while he's doing that with the greatest integrity and respect of his partner because he doesn't want to disappoint her, what she then thinks is it's like, well, how come he's watching porn? Why is he being turned on by that person? And it just it sends up such a conflicting dynamic that cycles around and around and around. Now, on the subject of porn, because it's such an interesting parallel, is that so many men gain their sex education from watching porn. And yet two of the things which are determined to be normal through the porn education is that a woman likes hard and fast and that she likes his, her partner to frequently change position. Now, both of those things will actually switch a woman out of her orgasm program. And that's one of the biggest reasons, along with the sexual dysfunction problems, for a woman losing her libido. Because her male, from watching that porn education, is trying to give her the best experience because all of the women seem to be having so much fun in that porn segment that he misunderstands that what she actually needs is a slow, even rhythm, that she doesn't want to change positions unless she specifically asks you to. And this is why I... Sorry. That's okay, Jackie. You keep going. I created online programs for men and women so they don't have to have those embarrassing conversations they don't need to uh, explain all of what's going on because regardless of the cause the various things which contribute to a sexual dysfunction problem they're all solved the same way Well, Jacku, you've spoken about, I guess, some of those solutions and you've spoken about, I guess, the mental side of it. You've spoken about the lifestyle side of it. You've spoken about, I don't know, technique, rhythm, whatever you want to call that. Um, But how much of it is actually innate? How much of it is genetic? You know, are there people out there who are trying so hard to do all of these different things you're talking about who, who may not have the same, I guess, inborn capability as others? Is that a factor here as well? I don't believe so. I believe that what happens is sometimes a person doesn't have the mental capacity to take on a new technique that their brain actually understands. And that causes an increase in performance anxiety. When a person is so focused on 
the emotional response of anxiety that they're going to fail they they get into this mindset that no matter what they do they're going to fail then you can teach them the exact procedure that their brain needs but unless they make that decision it's like okay this makes complete sense I'm going to have the discipline to apply this technique see I was 34 years old before I discovered the sequence required to achieve orgasm I was in that 20% of women who couldn't orgasm at all not during masturbation not during foreplay not during intercourse sex was tedious for me so I, I completely relate to those who have always had a problem I've had such a large percentage of clients who have contacted me and said, I've done everything. I've tried everything. Nothing works. There must be something wrong with me. It must be a physical problem. It must be my genetics. I'm just not wired to succeed sexually. And yet with my switching technique for sex, they have been able to regain complete control over their arousal and over that their ideal results so that they can achieve a fulfilling sex life you can't change how your brain responds to signals but you can change via your thoughts and actions the signals that you are giving to your brain you know jackie you know, this has been a fascinating conversation. Like I said at the beginning, I think it's oftentimes it's a, it's such a, a a a topic that a lot of us don't like to talk about, and especially when people are experiencing problems, it's not a, a topic that they definitely want to discuss it with anybody um, because of you know what we talked about, possibly shame and all that stuff. So it's great to have um, you know someone like yourself who's just, you know who is who's who has the opportunity for people to actually you know create create an online program or even just some sort of resource that they can actually get in touch with you. So um, really appreciate the insights that you actually done because we went you know we went into a lot of information that I think will benefit a lot of people. You know whether or not they're experiencing now or they know someone or maybe they will experience in the future they know where to get the resources from so thank you so much for joining us on this podcast and you know sharing yes your information your expertise if people want to get more information i know that you have a giveaway for our listeners um you can um discover how to relax and enjoy a great sex life with the five crucial rules of sex and it's a complete sort of a mini course that you designed and it's you know, designed in a way, I guess it allows the people to kind of do the, in the safety of their own home. So, which is great. All they have to go to do to is end the problem.com slash forward slash rules. We'll put that show, uh, that link directly into our show notes so that, you know, people can just go to the show notes at the wellnesscouch.com and uh, find the wellness guy show in this particular episode. And then they will be able to find that, uh, the direct link. So Jackie, again, thank you so much for, um, you know, enlightening us with, with the topic on sex and, uh, you know, really appreciate it to, you know, having you on the call today. Thanks, Lawrence. It's been a pleasure being here and having the opportunity to share my message. Guys, uh, make sure you join us on Facebook and I'd love to, you know, see this conversation, go, you know, stay on on Facebook to see what, you know, kind of comments you're actually going to, to, you know, get from this particular episode. Also, if you believe someone that will get some benefit from our podcast, please share this with your friends and families and other strangers you think need a wellness update and subscribe to us on iTunes while you're there. Give us a great rating and, and leave us a comment there on iTunes too. So until next week, begin creating wellness to our lives. Lead by example. Let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guy Show. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.